0: Hello and welcome to the 9 in 10 news for the community by the community podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Doyle. Having grown up in Northern Michigan, something I have always admired about this area is the love and support that comes from every corner of these communities. So the goal of this podcast is to promote and get to know the many local nonprofits and charities and their work, along with the individuals who really leave an impact on their communities through outreach or volunteering. If you ever want to nominate a group or individual, please send me an email at Courtney Doyle at nine and 10 news, I'd love to hear about who is making a difference where you live. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and while many have had to cancel annual events, it's still important to raise awareness through education and donations. This month, we're talking with Maria Lysen from the Michigan Breast Cancer Coalition to learn a little more in hopes of saving more lives. Hi, Maria. I just wanna thank you again for joining us to talk a little bit about breast cancer as October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So thank you so much for taking a little time to talk to us.
1: Great, thank you very much for inviting me.
0: So you are with the Michigan Breast Cancer Coalition. Can you tell me a little bit about what you guys do? Yes.
1: Um, Our mission is to educate and to advocate and to eradicate breast cancer quite a mission actually. And uh, this is a group of volunteers and the majority of us are breast cancer survivors. There are a few people in our group that they have been affected by breast cancer such as a mom or a relative or something like that. But um, So we like to educate younger people um, when especially young women, when they're just about reaching puberty and choices that they're going to be making in, return, in terms of the environment or what they eat, and, and, um, because all of that does affect um, their, their um, body in terms of what they're putting into it. And so now we know them. Uh, we have a personal re- uh, relationship with them. And uh, we just want to make sure that research money returns back to Michigan. Michigan does get a lot of research money from uh, Washington. Breast cancer is a political issue. Many people don't realize that. But how you are diagnosed, whether you get a mammogram uh, or whether you get a... Um, an MRI or any of the different testing, it is governed by either guidelines, it's public policy, so therefore, your reimbursement, how your physician or people, uh, your oncologist, how everyone is reimbursed at what rate, that is all political. But many people think it's just the insurance company, but uh, they have to realize that um, these insurance companies do go to our lawmakers, so they are reimbursed by public policy. So people need to know that, whether you are underinsured uh, or you have no insurance or whether you just have a, a, you know, something like Blue Cross Blue Shield. But a lot of our health care is a political issue. So we try to keep those research funds coming back to the University of Michigan, to Michigan State, to Wayne uh, State University or Carmonas, or whatever, because Michigan plays a big part in trying to find a cure. So we try to keep the research funds coming back to Michigan. So that's pretty much what we do. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And um, if you would have thought, I mean, if you would see this group of people, we don't look like political people, you know. Um, I was a nurse, I worked for one of the big three, I was a corporate nurse, and I'm Canadian actually, you know, Um, but live here and this has been a great country to me. But we don't look like political people, you know, but... um, we're very informed and we do go to washington and we visit everyone and now we have a personal relationship because breast cancer is not partisan you know i mean the republicans and the democrats get breast cancer pretty much equally so yes so yeah and so if you met us you would not think that we were you know political in that way but
0: yes Well, and shifting gears just a little bit, you know, like you said, breast cancer can affect anybody and everybody, um, and most of us do either have a relative or have been diagnosed themselves. My my own grandmother is a breast cancer survivor. We're very proud of her. Um, sure. So is there, are, what are kind of the simple things that you talked about, even educating young women, simple sure. things people can do to prevent or You know possibly some of that early detection that I know is huge okay
1: so um, I'm just going to tell my personal story this may pertain to some people of my age and it may not but you know when I was growing up I went to a parochial uh, school a parochial high school and I went into nursing but I really didn't know my body because it was sort of looked down upon if you touched your body and whatever so um you have to get to know your body and nobody knows it better than you so self-breast examination is still a wonderful tool and when you're doing it, taking a shower or uh, w- taking a bath or whatever it's still good to do um, self-breast exam and um, a lot of people don't um, Endorse that because they think you don't know when you have a lung, but let me tell you You will know just by the feel whether this is a normal tissue or not so it's good to get to know your body and it's good to examine it at least at least once a month It's also good to stand in front of the mirror and this is what we tell young people one of the types of breast cancer that goes undiagnosed is inflammatory breast cancer many physicians do not know how to diagnose inflammatory breast cancer so if to stand in the mirror and look to see if they're symmetrical it's often women have one breast that's larger than another but look to see if they're symmetrical look to see if there's any discharge from the nipple but also look to see if there's any dimpling. And what I mean by that is that the best way for me to describe it is to say that there might be a small area that looks like an orange peel, but just slightly. I mean, it you know, but if you know your body, you will see a change. And that's called inflammatory breast cancer And many um professionals do not recognize that or just think say, we will watch it. But if you are well informed and you know your body, you will get a second opinion for that. Because inflammatory breast cancer is very difficult to treat and it's very aggressive. So those are some things that you can do you know by yourself is to examine your breast in the mirror or do self-breast examination so um, usually we breast cancer has been looked at as an older woman's disease much like your grandmother or people in their 50s and 60s and 70s that are diagnosed but I think about our board, and we have three people that were diagnosed at 29, 31, and thirty-four. That's young. Yeah. And uh, what you know, and so one has uh, has no children, and then two have ch- ch- children, and they're very young. So down we see young mothers that are, you know, or they may have been pregnant, and I don't know if. The pregnancy made the breast cancer more uh, aggressive or what effect it isn't for me to know that but it is you know even if you are pregnant you still continue looking at your breast. i guess that's what, it, what i wanted to say you know so uh, those are some things that uh, are happening in our world is that we are seeing younger people but it used to be that it was an older woman's disease so Um, but it
0: is. Yeah so it sounds like one of the most powerful tools you've mentioned is knowledge whether it's knowing about yourself or knowing what to watch out for.
1: correct correct and we and the other thing is um, for instance when I was um, before I was getting married I went on a birth control pill and birth control pills make your breast. More dense, so it is very difficult for a for a radiologist to read dense breath, and it often missed. Maybe a calcification. It might be um, just a an, um, just a small node that is worth watching, or but it's so cloudy in, in dense breath. But now there is a law that um, if you have dense breasts, that it must be, no, you know, you must be notified that they're dense and that it's difficult to read. And that's all the more reason for a self breast examination. But um, so you have to be informed. And for all the different medications we take, um, especially in women's health, Dense breaths are very hard to read, so you can't always rely on the professional. That's why all the more reason for you to get to know your breath and to do self-breast examinations. But it is knowledge. You're absolutely right. And it's personal knowledge. The problem is, in our day, is that we expect all the professionals to know or to find or to examine. But you know you and you know in your gut or in your heart or whatever whatever you know this is different from my body so I would listen to the inner voice that you have like, this is something different in my body and, you know, mm-hmm. and have it
0: checked out yeah you are your own best advocate right that's absolutely right <laughs>
1: absolutely right
0: So that's a little bit on the education. You also said you guys work to eradicate uh, breast cancer, and you kind of touched on the research a little bit and how you guys work to keep the funding for the research. Can you tell me a little bit more about that?
1: Yes. So, um, you know, we have uh, NCI, the National Cancer Institute, and then, you know, we have national cancer registries and we have national cancer agencies but another agency that we have that supports breast cancer is and and why this happened it is called uh, the department of defense so the dod has 150 million dollars every year that goes to breast cancer research and at one year in the 90s, I think it was a, uh, a representative from Iowa, he had extra money and they didn't know what to do with it. And, I, and someone in his family had breast cancer. And he said, well, why don't we take this surplus out of the um, DOD, out of the Department of Defense, and we'll put it to breast cancer. But we have to get that renewed every year. It's just not automatic. Senator McCain, who we always loved, and was a great person, but he was um, a military man, and he thought that all the money that was in the Department of Defense should go to the Department of Defense for wars or for, you know, to support that. So we really had a little bit of a few years where we didn't know whether we were going to continue to receive the hundred and fifty dollars because there was a movement to put all the money into the Department of Defense and not into the search into breast cancer so we fight for that every year to keep that going. But the 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 DoD grants, and you apply for them. And so often, I support whether it's MSU or U of M or whatever researchers that are applying for DoD. And the reason that that is different is that this is a research group that doesn't have the bureaucracy of NCI or you know um, of Washington so much the money in the department of defense and dog they have um, survivors like myself that go over the grant and we are taught like i have had a lot of schooling even though i'm a nerd i have had a lot of school- schooling on how to read a research grant and people that apply for them and when i look at it i want to know what's the impact in the next year or two or the next five years that we're going to see uh, advancement in breast cancer because we have spent millions of dollars on breast cancer research and we still do not have an answer so if you ever look at the value for the dollar for the money that went into breast cancer research there isn't you know really good value because we're still fighting it you know Mm -hmm. we're looking for the for the uh for the answer. But on the DOD, this is a group of people that give money, the $150 million, for things outside the box. This is a group that um, in the Department of Defense and all the research that I have read, they decided to go out of the oncologist and invite biomedical engineers, mathematicians, many other disciplines that could add to the breast cancer. And it is so wonderful to see these different disciplines that work together to see if they can find a cure for that particular cell or, you know, for breast cancer. So it's just not this private little silo with just breast cancer researchers. It is other, inviting others to help and since then we um are now the department of defense dod gave some money uh to a group and they are working on a vaccine it'll be much like the hpv vaccine for cervical cancer so we have seen a lot of progress in the department of defense for the dod grant money so this is why we fight for that particular 150 million is that it is for young researchers bright researchers with those that invite other disciplines to find the cure and to help with the seed money that helps to find uh to really fund the vaccine so that's where we spend a lot of our energy so and that money Um, Like, for instance, I just sent a letter to U of M for uh, a woman researcher, and she's working on the vaccine, and she just applied for a GOV grant. And this is her third year for renewal, and she's just great. So, yeah, that's what we do.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating to think, you know, all these different minds who work in different ways because they are, you know, experts in their own field coming together to you know, fight something like breast cancer. It's not something you would always think about.
1: Oh, exactly. And, you know, so we um, one of the first meetings uh, we had with them, they all said, no, whoa, no, no, that's out of our, you know, that's out of my that's not on my radar. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm unfamiliar with that. (laughs) I don't know. I wouldn't work in breast cancer. I'm a mathematician or, you know, whatever I am, you know, I'm engineering, you know, or whatever but once they got into it I I can't tell you they were so excited and then they saw how their own profession could add more and you know I mean it was just so exciting to sit back and watch these great minds so rather than being divisive and being angry and why are you on my turf and uh, whatever it was such excitement to see These scientists and these researchers and these people from different disciplines who work together and so anxious. Um, And so we've become friends with some of them. And so we know a little bit about their families and their children going to college their grandparents, you know, or whatever. But they're wonderful people and they share so much. So they give up a a lot on their own time to do this also. So it's just
0: great. Yeah pretty amazing so while those brilliant minds work on that not all of us are that brilliant is (laughs) there is there anything you know the average person can do to help your mission whether it's donating or events that you may hold how can you know someone like me help out the michigan breast cancer coalition
1: okay Okay. so uh, once a year, this $150 million comes from the Department of Defense, and it goes up for signing. So if you live, like, in the Upper Peninsula, like, for instance, uh, Michigan Breast Cancer will call uh, Mr. Bergman, from Bergman, and he's the uh, representative Republican representative for the UP and down to Traverse City, a little, you know, down. And so he's district number one. So, and he's a wonderful man. Uh, his wife has a friend that's into breast cancer, and he sees how much time his wife devotes to her uh, girlfriend. But he ha- and he has daughters, and he's a uh, guy that's into the military. He uh, takes care of veterans and stuff like that. But I'll call him and say, you know, Mr. Bergman, you know, the DoD thing uh, grant is coming up, and we really want your support. And so, but I'm in Northville, so I'm in Southeast Michigan. He really wants somebody. He wants to know how many breast cancer people are his constituents, you know? Yeah. And so he, um, we uh, need to get people from the Upper Peninsula or from any district out of 14 districts, but we have a lot in. Wayne, open in the cold because we're in southeast Michigan. But there are people all over our state. In fact, in 2019, we had 9,400 new cases of breast cancer in the state of Michigan. Wow. And every, so you know that we got a lot of, in, in all of our districts. And we had over 1,400 deaths of breast cancer in our state. So that's a lot, you know, and so um, we need constituents that know people or want to help us to call our um, representatives to say to like Mr. Bergman or for me it might be, you know, uh, Lisa, you know, uh, we call or Debbie Dingell, you know, she's in Ann Arbor District, you know, Washington County. But when we call our legislators, We, it would help if we had people, more constituents from that particular district so that they will call their legislators and say, I want, I'm in your district and uh, I voted, you know, I vote and I would really appreciate if you would look at the um, signing of the, uh, for grant renewal on the DOD grant. So that's what you can do, it's strictly a phone call you know or and you can go online and but you see when you go online i can't leave bergman a note because my zip code doesn't allow me to get into his email do you understand what i'm saying
0: yeah yeah but, no that's an interesting you know it's not something a lot of people think about is reaching out to their lawmakers and right you know in concerns of something like breast cancer so that is a very interesting way people right. can help is you know it doesn't cost anybody any money and uh it's something everybody can do that's right so
1: um if you're a constituent in um, any district uh it would help if you you know uh either phone called or if you would go online because my you know my address doesn't help so um but if I, um, you know, but what I'll do is I'll write him a letter and say, as president of Michigan Breast Cancer, I hope that, you know, um, you support your constituents that have breast cancer, you know, and so from that point. But it's really the constituents. It's, that's who put him there. Do you understand? Yeah. So, so um, he was put in by the people, you know, of his district. And so we need people from this district to support. Um, letter writing or a phone calling to their particular uh, and he and if they get enough phone calls and if they get enough emails they always support it you know they always do but um, and plus you know it's women's health you know I mean it's, it's somehow women aren't as you um, I, you know in all the roles that we have women have a tendency to stay away from political support you know only those that are may have um, you know are on you know have a assignment but homemakers and young moms you know their their lives are filled with many things so we really need for them to reach out and just take 10 minutes, you know, and, and ask their legislator to vote for that. The other thing is when, uh, for instance, on our website or on our um, Facebook, we ask for money uh, because the, the letter writing or information on DOD, if we are writing about it, and that we let people know how much money, uh, research money, has come into Michigan, and that gives a lot of young people scholarships. Or, because a lot of people their wages when they're working in research and so to and our money goes for supporting that so um a lot of people uh donate to several things in breast cancer but they really should go online and look at the charity navigator to see that out of a dollar we would hope that at least 90 cents on the dollar goes to research but all these pink appliances, whether it's a cousin art or a food chopper or a mixmaster or whatever, that that is only um, benefiting the manufacturer of the appliance. If there's on a hundred dollar appliance, if a third of a penny goes towards research just in order to keep them honest, mm-hmm. that's a lot. So make sure that you know where your, where your dollar is going. But in Michigan Breast Cancer, we do not have an office. We don't have bricks and mortar and rent and office. We're all volunteers. We meet at a library or we meet in our homes. Um, so we don't have overhead, you know. So our money goes strictly for um, educational material, or right for um, to support our researchers in finding a cure for breast cancer. I just, that's it. I mean, if you, I mean, if you looked at our checkbooks or whatever, you would find very boring. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's nothing there. But that's what we do, and um, and so we really appreciate people that help us because we are a voice. For you, for breast cancer patients, and I don't think people realize how much of a voice we have. So when, when when we go into Washington to visit our 14 legislators and two senators, you know we bring a little gift from Michigan. It might be American Spoon, it might be um, Saunders candy or whatever we leave that with the receptionist or the staff because you know they let us in and give us an appointment and we sit and talk uh, with our legislators and we begin to uh, tell them what we're wanting him to sign or whatever and it really helps when we have constituents in from that particular um, in that particular district in our group so we would also like um, women that if they can come to Washington, we would help pay for their airfare or hotel or whatever if we're spending the night. But we usually get all our visits done in one day. But these are some things that we, um, we use the money for. So, um, yeah, so that's what we do.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's interesting, definitely important to keep in mind that just because there's a pink ribbon on it doesn't necessarily mean... That's right. That that is oh absolutely yeah. In fact, I I I would say to you, there are some times I get
1: really. Don't pink it. There is a group of breast cancer people from California that's called Don't Pink It, and I mean they um, are so fed up with all the pinking because um, the manufacturers and the business side has taken hold. And every other disease ha- also has a ribbon or a color mm-hmm. or a month or what, you know. So it, it gets overused, you know. And um, we, like, I have met people with ovarian cancer. And um, they said, you know, you're so lucky. Because everybody knows October, you know, uh, and it's pink. But nobody knows what color or what month ovarian. And, you know, People on ovarian cancer, they don't survive as long as breast as, as breast cancer patients do, so they have to really fight hard. So we support them when we can, and for instance, we support um, also leukemia and lymphoma simply because. And this brings up an issue: what we're fighting on a state level. Forty-six states have oral parity. That means if you get chemotherapy uh, for breast cancer or for ovarian cancer or for, uh, for leukemia as a young child or an older person who'll get chronic leukemia, if you get an IV and you get chemotherapy, that is a pharmacy charge, and that's covered. However, if you if that same drug, in IV form is available orally by mouth that is a medical charge and that is and Michigan does not cover that the insurance companies do not want to cover oral drugs oral cancer drugs so we have been fighting that on a state level and the reason that it is stuck is that uh, the In the house, um, um, there's a woman who's uh, holding it up and it's because her husband is chairman of the insurance company. So it's really difficult, but you see, if you can take an oral medication, you wouldn't have anyone to have to drive you. You wouldn't have to sit for three and four and five hours during your infusion. It wouldn't be a day off of work or a day off of whatever. 46 states in the state of, in the whole U.S. have oral parity. Michigan doesn't. So we are one of the ones that are lagging, and we fight for that. So yeah. that's the other thing that Michigan Breast Cancer is doing.
0: You guys have a lot going on, and we appreciate it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, so, you know, we're fighting for all these things, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for, you know, for asking these questions, because, you know, a lot of people don't know what we do. You know, and so I appreciate you, exact, You know, asking me questions and bringing it forth. Right. You know, uh, so people
0: do know. So- Absolutely, no. It's it's my pleasure. I I'm learning myself every day too. So I I just I hope lots of people take away. You know, especially knowing where your money's going and. You know, the simple sure. ways people can help, even though we we might not all be able to make monetary donations, there are things we can do that don't cost any money that Absolutely.
1: do help. Absolutely. If you just have a, a phone or a computer at home, and if um, you want to go to our Facebook or to our, um, uh, our website and give us your name and say, I would be happy to call my uh, legislator when you have... Uh, whether it's on a state level uh, level or on a national level, um, please let me know so I can help you get these issues, you know, uh, taken care of. But we fight it every day. But I'll tell you. So we get to know the ovarian people, or we get to know the leukemia lymphoma group. But I can see when you see these little. So there's one group we uh, the lymphoma le- leukemia a little kiss came with us and then we went on the, to the state to East Lansing and I mean these little kids you know and cutest ever <laughs> they have leukemia and when they tell their story and are asking for a drug to be taken by mouth rather than having to go to a hospital for infusion it breaks your heart you know yeah. but um, I mean those kids are right in there with us I'll, I'll tell you it's just I have learned and I'm a nurse And I have
0: learned so much. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Maria. We will be sure to link your website with that information um, in our post for the podcast. So hopefully we'll have some people reaching out to you soon.
1: All right. Thanks so much.
0: Again, that was Maria Lysen with the Michigan Breast Cancer Coalition. Head to 9 10 newscom for more details on how you can get involved. As always, if there are any groups, nonprofits, charities, or even exceptional individuals you'd like to hear about, email me at Doyle at 9 10 newscom From podcast producer Joe Busick and myself, thanks for listening to the 9 and 10 For the Community by the Community podcast. The For the Community by the Community podcast is brought to you by Traverse Catholic Federal Credit Union, financial services for the community, established 1950.